I love kids as I sang that song to think about Jesus being so strong, Jesus being so kind, Jesus being so filled with love, and I love to think about how Jesus is always there for us. We can always run to Jesus, and not only that, but as we're going to talk about tonight, Jesus is always with us, because as believers in Jesus Christ, Jesus is inside us, and that is such a huge thing. To imagine that God himself could be inside of us. What a privilege. And tonight, for those of you that are believers in Jesus Christ, I want you to linger over that truth. I want you to meditate over that truth. I want you to delight in the fact that God is in you. And if you're not yet a believer in Jesus Christ, you haven't yet put your faith in Jesus, you haven't yet repented of your sins, you haven't yet made a decision to follow Jesus, I want you to do that. I want you to choose to give your life to Jesus and I want you to experience the blessing of having God in you, Jesus Christ in you, the Holy Spirit in you. Because young people, it's amazing. Some of you have never experienced it yet. You don't know what it's like to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. It's amazing. It's incredible to know that God is with us all the time and to feel His presence in our lives. And it is why we have joy. And I want you to know that. And so we're going to walk through some things today from Galatians and from some other places in Scripture. The first thing that I want to make sure that you're getting, so I'm repeating it over and over and over and over again, is that to go to heaven, and you can fill in your blanks, to go to heaven, we must choose to follow Jesus through what? You got it, through faith and repentance. And so I'm wanting to make sure that every single one of you has made that choice, that you've made a decision, that you've decided for yourself, you're talking to God, that you've decided to follow Him. You're giving your faith to Jesus. You're repenting of your sins. And now, I'll let you stay seated. I'm going to read for us Galatians 4. And I want you again to fill in the blanks. You guys are so good at this. It's amazing. Don't look at your notes. Or don't look at your Bible anyway as you fill in the blanks. Let's see if you can do it again. Ready? We're lingering over this passage. But when the fullness of had come... God sent forth his born of born under the to redeem those who were under the so that we might receive as and because you are God has sent the spirit of his into our hearts crying so you are no longer a but a and if a son than an heir through God. You guys are great. That's amazing. You are doing so well. And what I want you to see today, you can fill in your, your booklet, is that because of the cross, we have God's Holy Spirit living inside of us. And so this side of the room is going to say because of the cross. This side of the room is going to say we have God's Holy Spirit living inside of us. Ready? All right, let's reverse it. Because of the cross over here, we have God's Holy Spirit living inside of us over here. Because of the cross, we have God's Holy Spirit 
That's awesome. Let's look again at our text so we can see it from the Bible. Ready? Galatians chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, this would be a good time to open it up so that you can look for yourself. Let's see if it really is in the Bible. You know, in the book of Acts, there were a group of people. Maybe you know them. Anyone, you, you tell me if you know, shout it out if you know what these people were called. They were people who, when they heard Paul come and preach, they didn't just take Paul's word for it, but they looked at the scriptures to see if the things that Paul was saying were actually true. What, what were those people called? Anybody know? They were from the, a town, and of this particular town, and so they were called... These people were called Bereans. They were from Berea, so they were called Bereans. And these people at Berea, they looked at their Bibles to see if what Paul was saying is true. And so get in your Bibles. Look at Galatians 4 if you can get there fast. If you can't, that's all right. You can see it up on the screen too. But Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Because you are sons, and we would add daughters, and because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And so, remember, we've talked about this idea of adoption, being adopted into God's family. And because we've put our faith in Jesus Christ, and we've been adopted into God's family, in response to that, God has sent His Holy Spirit into our hearts. And so now you can see it from Scripture that every believer in Jesus Christ has God's Holy Spirit living inside of them. Now, there's a lot of adults that don't have this nailed down. So kids, I want you to hear this. This is very, very simple, and many of you already know this, but I want to make sure all of you know it. If you are a Christian, if you have your faith in Jesus Christ, God's Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Now, I'll ask you, just to clarify, see if you know, when we become a Christian, does the Holy Spirit come and live inside of us, or does Jesus come and live inside of us? Which is it, guys? Yeah, yeah, a lot of you guys got it. Both of them do, right? The answer is both of them. So I want you to see this from Scripture as well. When we become Christians, both Jesus and the Holy Spirit come and live inside of us. And do you guys remember, I'll see if someone can explain it. Do you guys remember what the Trinity is? Okay, I just called on you. We'll see if there's anyone else. I've called on Jonas too. You in the back with the pigtails. Talk really loudly. I'm, I'm so old. You know, you got to talk into my good ear. That's really, really good. Remember, we've been talking about that God exists as Trinity. And He exists. It's, it's one God existing in three persons. God the Father... God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so we're recognizing now that the Holy Spirit is God. You know, sometimes we, we recognize that uh, the Father's God, and, and we maybe know that Jesus is God. Sometimes we're not so sure about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is God too. How many gods are there? One God, but God exists in three persons. And the Holy Spirit is one of those persons. The Holy Spirit is God. And so Scripture talks about the Holy Spirit living inside of us 
And Scripture talks about Jesus living inside of us. And sometimes it talks about both of them in one breath. And even in this passage, we hear it say that God sent the Spirit of His Son, right? That's a combination of the Holy Spirit and Jesus because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are one and Jesus and the Father are one. So they're all one and yet they're different. And so I want you to see that it's okay for us to talk about Jesus living inside of us or to talk about God living inside of us or to talk about the Holy Spirit living inside of us because every member of the Trinity lives inside of us. So the scripture often talks about the Holy Spirit living inside inside of us. And by the way, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, guys and gals, what's the proper pronoun to use? You guys know what pronouns are yet? Have you figured that out? Some of you, maybe you go to a good school where they talk about pronouns, so, which nobody said it yet, so maybe nobody goes to one of those schools. What pronoun do we use when we talk about the Holy Spirit? I heard, I heard a couple people say it. He, right? So sometimes we'll mess up and we'll say it. We'll refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. But why is it wrong to call the Holy Spirit an it? He's not a thing, is he? He's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person, a person with a personality, right? And so the Holy Spirit is God himself. He's a person. And so we talk about him as a he. Now I want to take you to Romans 8. 9 through 11, if you're fast, you can go there. If you're not fast, that's okay. You'll get fast as you keep reading your Bible. And, uh, and if you're not fast, you can just look at it up here on the screen. Romans 8, 9 through 11. Let me read it. This is Paul. I'll give you a second to get there. I won't give you too much time, but I'll give you a second. Paul says this. You, however, are not in the flesh. You know, sometimes the Bible talks about the flesh to talk about our sinful attitudes, our sinful behaviors, our sinful tendencies, and the way that before we become a Christian, we're actually a slave to those things. We've talked about being a slave to sin. Well, that's what it means to be in the flesh. But Paul says, you, however, he's talking to Christians, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. Isn't that interesting how he can talk interchangeably about the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ? We're seeing the different members of the Trinity being united in one. He goes on, but if Christ... If Christ is in you, now he's talking about Jesus, not the Holy Spirit. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. And so we get phrases in that passage all over the place talking about Jesus dwelling in us, talking about the Spirit of God dwelling in us, talking about the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. The big point there is that if you are a Christian, 
If you have faith in Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sins, if you've chosen to follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit is inside you. God is inside you. Jesus is inside you. And if you look closely at that passage, you can see that there's a warning there, isn't there? Paul's giving a warning. He says, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. So he's telling the people that he's writing to and to all of us that we ought to think about our lives. We ought to consider, is the Holy Spirit really in there? You see, this is the next slide, the Holy Spirit living inside us is evidence that we are Christians. You guys get that? You guys know what the word evidence means? It means it proves something, right? And so if the Holy Spirit is inside you, it proves that you're really, really a Christian. You see, This is going to get kind of deep. I don't know if you guys, I think you can handle it. You guys are a smart crew. You've paid attention really well. If you can't get it sorted out, you can talk to me afterward or talk to your counselors. But you see, there's a lot of people who think that they're Christians. There's a lot of people who in a lot of ways act like they're Christians, but they're not actually a Christian. Because... We've talked about this a little bit. Being a Christian isn't just about going to church. It's not just about being good, right? In fact, you can go to church and you can be good and not be a Christian at all. Being a Christian isn't even about simply believing that Jesus really existed in your head, right? But being a Christian, a real deal Christian, means that you've given your life to Jesus Christ through faith and repentance. It means that you've chosen to follow Him. And when you've really, really, really given your faith to Jesus Christ and really repented and really chosen to follow Him, God's Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And He begins to change us. And He makes us different. And so, one of my favorite verses that I shared with on the first or second day with one of you is 2 Corinthians 4.17. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. You see, when we give our lives to Christ, we become a new creation because the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us and He makes us different. He makes us start to live a life that's pleasing to God. That's why we say over and over again, we can't earn our way into heaven. You can't do enough good things to go to heaven. And yet, if you're really a Christian, you will do good things. You will live a different life, but those things don't make you a Christian. They only become the evidence that you really are a Christian. Now, there's a lot in there. It might take you some time to sort through that, but you can talk to your counselors. They'll help you sort through it. But I want you to see that the Holy Spirit living inside of us is evidence that we're Christians. And so, the opposite side of that is that that if we do not have God's Spirit in us, We are not a real deal Christian. Okay? You guys got that? It's a little scary. It's a little scary, especially when you're young and you're still trying to figure out the gospel and what it means to have a real relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. But if the Holy Spirit isn't in you, then you're not actually a Christian. You're not actually a Christian. By the way, I'm going to skip ahead in the notes a little bit, Skylar. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about my own life. And so I've got a picture that I think Skylar can bring up. Um, by the way, everyone take a moment and um, 
give a round of applause to Skylar. You can turn around and say, way to go, Skylar. Round of applause and way to go, Skylar. <laughs> Skylar's been really amazing. I think this wasn't even supposed to be his job this week. But how many slides have you guys seen messed up like when you're singing? I don't think I've seen any. He has nailed it. He's nailed it, right? He's done really, really well. So he's kind of the hero of the week for me. He's done a great job. And uh, this is a picture. See those good-looking kids? They're pretty cute, aren't they? Somebody said they're really not. All right. Well, I won't tell my brother. Which one do you think is me right there? Yeah, you guys nailed it. That's me. I was probably, I don't know how old I was. I might have been about your guys' age in that picture, maybe a little younger. I don't know. But you guys know that when I was young, I shared how I, I prayed for Jesus to come into my heart when I was about six, right? And, you know, by the time I was in junior high, you know, I, I, was, I, I knew I was a Christian. And then by the time I was in high school, I really, really knew I was a Christian because I just loved Jesus so much. I loved the Bible so much. That's one of the ways that we know we're a Christian is that we love God's Word. I loved praying. You know, I couldn't pray enough in high school. And you go through times in life where you, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like reading the Bible. But there was a season where I really, really loved reading the Bible and praying, and it was amazing. I loved sharing the gospel with people. Still love those things, but it was a special period. But there was also a period in my life when I was about your age. You know, I prayed for Christ to come into my life. Uh, but then when I was about your age, I started to get really worried. Um, in fact, I would, would kind of have that, you guys ever have that feeling in your gut where, man, it just, you know, you're, you're maybe, maybe nervous or depressed or sad or anxious or whatever. I, I would have that feeling in my gut. And sometimes I would think about hell and I would think about what it would be like to go to hell and to never be able to get out of hell, and I'd be real sick to my stomach, and I would be worried that maybe that's where I was going. You see, I didn't have what we sometimes call assurance of our salvation. And the Holy Spirit actually wants to give us assurance of our salvation. That's why in Galatians 4, it says that the Holy Spirit inside of us cries, Abba, Father. That's the Spirit inside of us crying out to God the Father, letting us know that we really are His children. And so the Holy Spirit wants to give us assurance of our salvation. And when I was your age, I didn't have that. And um, I, I, I want you to have that. But I say that because maybe some of you have had those experiences too. And part of what I want to do tonight is I want to help you to know if you really are a Christian because there's a bunch of you that really are Christians, but maybe you're not sure if you are. And I want you to have peace. I want you to know, yes, I really am a Christian. And there may be some of you that really aren't Christians. And I want you, too, to know that you're not a Christian so that you might put your faith in Christ and become a Christian. So let me go to 2 Corinthians 13.5 for a second. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't have it in my notes. Um, you, maybe you guys can race me to it. Maybe you'll beat it. I, mean, I did have a little piece of paper in there, though, so I had a little advantage, and I knew it was coming. Um, so 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. And so the Apostle Paul actually wanted people to think about their own lives. 
and to think, okay, am I a Christian? Am I really, really a Christian? And to think, okay, is Jesus really, really inside of me? And if you say, yes, I am a Christian and Jesus is inside of me, then you have assurance of salvation. You know you're a Christian. And if you think about your life and you think, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I don't think Jesus is in there. Okay, well, now put your faith in Christ, okay? So I want us along with the Corinthians here, I want us to examine ourselves to see whether we really are a Christian. And the test is, is Jesus in there? Is the Holy Spirit in your heart? And yet, it can sometimes be hard to know if the Holy Spirit's in there, isn't it? I mean, I hope right now, I'm going to give you a, a few seconds right now to be quiet and to just think about your own life and to think about whether the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Okay? Take a moment. Think about your life. Think about whether you have the Holy Spirit inside you. Maybe as you think about that, maybe one of the questions that comes up in your mind is, well, how would I know if the Holy Spirit is in there? You know, I often talk to my kids about the gospel, and I invite them to put their faith in Jesus Christ, and I know some of them have done that. But I'll ask them, you know, do you, think, do you think you're really a Christian? Do you think the Holy Spirit is inside of you? And sometimes they say, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'll try to explain to them how they might know if the Holy Spirit is inside of them. And this can be hard. This can be tricky, especially for kids who have grown up in Christian families and who have grown up in church their whole life because sometimes... You, you, the gospel is all you've ever known practically and it can be hard to tell if you're really a Christian maybe because you've never experienced life without thinking about spiritual things. But there are ways that we can know if the Holy Spirit is in our life. There's ways we can know if we're a Christian and God wants us to know. And so one of the slides here that you, you can fill in is that we know the Holy Spirit is in us and I'll unpack this a little bit more. But we know the Holy Spirit is in us if we love Jesus and other Christians. If we love the Word of God, that is the Bible. If we hate sin, and if our lives are filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you've repented of your sins, you've chosen to follow Jesus, and... You love Jesus, you love other Christians, you love the Word of God, you hate sin, and your life is filled with the fruit of the Spirit, then you can know for sure that you really are a Christian. Because you wouldn't believe those things, and you wouldn't experience those things, unless you really are a Christian, and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. But on the other side, if when you think about your life, you know that you don't really love Jesus... If when you think about your life, you know that you don't really love other Christians. If when you think about your life, you know that you don't really love the Bible at all. You don't actually like it. And if you realize that you don't hate sin, but you actually like sin, you like doing bad things. If the fruit of the Holy Spirit isn't in your life, and we'll talk more about what that is, then you can know that you're not a Christian. You see, the Bible's really clear. We go to places like 1 John and the Bible's really clear that if you hate other Christians, you're not a Christian yourself. 
The Bible's really clear that if you walk in the dark, that's the, where, the Bible's way of saying if you're always doing bad things, if you like doing bad things, if you don't ever want to do good things, if you're walking in the dark, the Bible's really clear that you're not a Christian at all. So there's ways that you can know if you really are a Christian. Now, I brought something in this bag. We want to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And um, did anybody fish this week? Raise your hand if you fished. Okay, so you, you spent some time with uh, Steve Vetter. You guys know who Steve is? Some of you know. Are any of you from Steve's church? Any of you from Steve's church? A couple of you are, maybe? Okay, well, um, the cool thing about Steve is that he used to be my pastor when I was just a little older than you guys. He became my pastor. He was my pastor through high school. Um, And he was really important in my life. I really love him because he taught me the gospel. And uh, he taught me to love God and his word. One of the things that he loved to do is when he would preach about the fruit of the Spirit, he'd love to bring some fruit out. I wish he was here. I would have him do this. And uh, it just kind of reminds us of the fruit of the Spirit, right? And actually on Sunday morning, he loved to juggle the fruit, right? He was pretty good at juggling, okay? So I want us to think about the fruit of the Spirit. And for you guys to remember the fruit, I'm going to juggle. Now, the thing about me and juggling is I never really learned how to do it. So we're going to see how it goes. I practiced a little bit, but not real recently. Um, and then I'm going to let somebody, uh, I bet there's somebody, I'm, I'm banking on there being somebody here that's a good juggler. And then when, when I'm done, I'm going to let that person try it. But you've got to really be a good juggler. I don't want someone to come up and be worse than me, okay? If you're worse than me, then you can't do this. Here we go. I'm going to see if I can do it. No, all right, I'm going to try it again. I told you I'm not very good. Okay, well, I did it a couple of times. Okay, now, is there somebody that's better than me? All right, I saw that. Here you go. If you can't catch them, you're not better than me. Oh, he did it. Oh, no. All right. Oh, that is way good. I knew there'd be somebody. That's amazing. Okay. Wait, you ready for another one? Four. Yeah, yeah, you got four. Maybe I, here we go. (laughs) all right what's your name what is malachi one more time let's let's see let's see it again all right cheer them on guys sweet that was amazing oh i couldn't catch it either oh all right anybody think they can beat malachi Anyone else? Micah, Micah, sorry. Wrong, wrong Old Testament prophet. All right, Jonas, come up. I don't think you can do it, Jonas. Jonas is my nephew. I have a hard time thinking you're better than Micah. Your mom says no. I can already tell this is a bad idea. Hey, you want to start with two? Okay, two with one hand. Okay, okay. Okay, well, you don't show me. Show these guys. All right, cheer them on. Here goes Jonas. Yes, that was amazing. All right. <laughs> oh, All right, here, give him back to Micah. Give, give him two. Let's see who can do better with one hand, me or Micah. Ready? Just two of them. This is two. Two is a little more my style. One hand, just one hand. Ready? Ooh. Uh, whoa, sweet. 
Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Okay. All right, Micah, now can you do it and take a bite of it in the air? Can you take a bite of it while you're juggling? Oh, <laughs> I can't do it. You probably don't want to take a bite of it. You might get COVID or something. I don't know. All right. Hey, thanks, Micah. All right. So, guys... I figured the Lord would provide somebody who could actually juggle. That was pretty impressive of Micah. But guys and gals, I really want to talk not about physical fruit, but I want to think about spiritual fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Do you guys know what the fruit of the Spirit is? Some of you do. A bunch of you do. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So young people, here's the deal. Guys and gals, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. And if the Holy Spirit is in your life, there's things that automatically happen in your life. They happen supernaturally. This fruit starts to grow in your life. And you can't grow spiritual fruit without the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have any spiritual fruit, you don't have the Holy Spirit. And so you have to begin to ask yourself, do I have love in my life? Do I have joy in my life? Do I have kindness in my life? Do I have patience in my life? Do I have gentleness in my life? And so if you think about your life and you're mostly just always mean to everybody and disobedient to your parents and you yell and get angry a lot, you're probably not a Christian because that's not the fruit of the Spirit. But if you look at your life and you say, yeah, I do have those things, maybe not perfectly, but I have those in my life, then you can be pretty sure that you're a Christian. So I want you guys to know that you are a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, I want you to know so that you can put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, if you are a Christian, there are some ways that we can experience the Holy Spirit more. Because the Bible's really clear that we can be filled up with the Spirit like a balloon and we can experience the Holy Spirit a lot and it's amazing to experience the Holy Spirit because He's awesome and the presence of God in our lives brings us more joy than anything else in the world and then sometimes maybe because we don't pay a lot of attention to God or maybe because we're being disobedient or something like that, all the air can get out of our balloon and we maybe are still a Christian, but we're not experiencing the Holy Spirit a lot because of the way we're living our life. And maybe we get to a point where we're not even sure we're a Christian, even though we are, but it's really because we're not doing the right things to experience the Spirit. And so I want to give you guys some things. You can jot these down if you're good at jotting down. You don't have to jot them down. But we can experience more of the Holy Spirit by doing these things. Young people, you can experience more of the Holy Spirit by reading your Bible and obeying what you read. And so I want to encourage you, one of the big things, you'll find this in your reminder. Every session, there's been seven reminders. And I haven't talked a lot about those, but they've been there for you. One of the things that I want for you guys is to make a habit of reading your Bible every day. You're going to mess up and not read it a day or two here or there. But I want you guys to decide that every day you're going to try to read the Bible. And I know you're young and reading's hard. That's okay. 
read a verse, read two verses, read a little bit, read for five minutes. You know, if you're like, man, I just really can't read at all, then look at Bible pictures and think about the stories. But read the Bible one way or another and then obey what it says and seek, by reading the Bible, seek to grow your relationship to God. It's not just about knowing one more Bible story, though I want you to do that too. But I want you to read the Bible. And my advice to you is when you read the Bible, a lot of times we like to just go, oh, what should I read? I'll just thumb around and, oh, here I am in Zephaniah. Okay, I will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. Okay, well, there's my verse for the day, right? Well, that's not the best way to read the Bible. The best way to read the Bible is to read through whole books of the Bible. You don't have to read through it all at one time, but pick a book of the Bible. Maybe it is Zephaniah. But don't just read one verse in Zephaniah, but read all the way through the book because every verse has a context. And you can't understand that verse very well unless you read the entire book of the Bible. There's a few books of the Bible like Proverbs where you can read a verse here or there, but most of the books you have to read the whole book to understand one verse. So read and obey the Bible. And then, you know, try to get through the whole Bible Start now, maybe it'll take you five years, and then when you're done, read through it again and read through it again, and as you become a better reader, maybe you'll begin reading through the Bible once every year. I think that would be a good goal for most Christians, to read through the Bible every single year. The second thing that we can do to experience more of the Holy Spirit is to pray, like to really pray. Now, sometimes you maybe pray before a meal, like, thank you for this food, Lord, or um, maybe you say, now I lay me down to sleep, and you have some kind of prayer like that. But I want you to really pray. Like, have a conversation with God. Praying is just talking to God and then listening to Him. And so begin to be praying people. And even now, you can get down on your knees. You know, I mean, you can pray with your eyes open. You can pray with your eyes closed. You can pray on your knees. You can pray laying down on the stomach. You can pray while you're walking. You can pray anyway. But have some times where you get down on your knees and you talk to God and you spend five or ten minutes or a half an hour or an hour and you pour out your heart to Him. And when you pray, don't just pray, Lord, you know, I I really would like a new pair of basketball shoes. If you need that, go ahead and pray that. But when you pray, like pray for spiritual things like, Lord, help me to be nicer to my sister. And confess sin to God and say, I'm sorry that I hit my sister. Help me to obey my parents better. Help me to grow. Help me to share, my gospel, my, uh, share your gospel with other people. And then pray for other people. Say, hey, help my friend Joe to come to Christ. And then begin praying, like I encourage you before, even pray for the people of your church. Pray for the Lord to bless those people. Pray for, pray for uh, missionaries and pastors and for your family members and become a praying person. Number three, we can experience more of the Holy Spirit by obeying God in everything. When we obey God more and more closely, we begin to experience God's Holy Spirit more and more powerfully. Number four, serve Jesus and other people and your church. Now, we'll talk about this more tomorrow morning, but Acts 1.8 tells us, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, But God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And so the Holy Spirit within you is not just for you to have a little bit better day and a little bit more joy, but it's in there so that you might have power to serve God, power to share the gospel. And so... As you step out and serve Jesus and people and your church and the kingdom in lots of ways, 
you'll experience more of the Holy Spirit. Number five, this is pretty simple. Pray to experience more of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you up and to lead your life. You know, Jesus said that if we ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He will give us the Holy Spirit. He's a, you know, what father wouldn't give his son good things? And if we ask for the Holy Spirit, we'll get it. And so talk to God and ask him for more of his Holy Spirit in your life. Number six, this is the last one I have, is listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he says. Uh, Of course, the primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks is through His Word. The Word is called the sword of the Holy Spirit. And so if you want the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you get into the Bible and you read what the Holy Spirit has already written and then you obey it. But the Holy Spirit also leads us in other ways. Sometimes we hear the Spirit's voice not with our ears but with our heart. Sometimes, you know, in my life, sometimes I'll see people and the Holy Spirit will say to me, go talk to that person. And sometimes I'll listen and I'll talk to that person. I'll enjoy a wonderful blessing. Or sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead me and say, you know, give this person a phone call. And sometimes I listen. And I'm like, man, Lord, you knew exactly what I needed to do. And I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit with your heart, with your spiritual ears. And when he tells you to do something, do it. As long as it agrees with the Bible, this is the final authority. And sometimes we can hear the Holy Spirit wrong. And if we ever think we hear the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't agree with the Bible, we know that we haven't heard the Holy Spirit correctly. Because the Holy Spirit's spoken in His Word, and He's not going to contradict His Word when He tells you to do things in your heart. So here's what I want for us. I'm going to give you another minute or two, and I want you to talk to Jesus And for some of you, you maybe realize you don't have the Holy Spirit and that you need to put your faith in Christ. If that's where you're at, in these moments, in your heart, put your faith in Jesus Christ. For others of you, you maybe want to hear the Holy Spirit's voice more. And so you can think about those six things. You can think about what you need to do to experience more of the Holy Spirit. Or for others of you, I've got in your booklet, you can write down one of the fruits of the Spirit, one of the the things that are the fruit of the Spirit. You can write down one thing that you need to work on. Maybe you know that you need more kindness in your life and you can say, Holy Spirit, would you grow the fruit of kindness in me? Or maybe it's joy or patience or gentleness or something else. And so I'm going to let you talk to Jesus. I'm going to pray for us. Leanne's going to come. And uh, then anyone that wants to talk to me, um, I'll be around and you can talk to me. So let's pray. This is a time for you guys to talk to God in your heart, not moving your lips out loud, but talking to him in your heart. Lord, I thank you for these kids. When I look around at them, I see faith. I see kids who love you. I see kids who believe in you, who've repented of their sins, kids who have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. And I pray that they would experience so much more of the Spirit in their lives. I pray that they would be filled with the Spirit and that they would follow the Spirit all the days of their life, Lord, and that they would be spirit-filled people and that they would do wonderful work for your kingdom and for your church and for your glory. 
And Lord, I know there's kids here who haven't yet put their faith in Jesus Christ in a saving way. They haven't yet repented of their sins in a saving way. They haven't yet decided to follow you with all of their hearts. And I pray that you would do the work in their life. Help them to know even now that they don't have the Holy Spirit and that they're not really Christians. And I pray, Lord, that they would put their faith in you and that they would be saved and that the Holy Spirit would come upon them in a powerful way and that they would experience your presence in their lives. And I pray, Lord, as they talk about these things in their cabins, I pray that you would give them rich conversations, helpful conversations, and that you, your spirit would be at work among the campers. In Jesus' name, amen.